Welcome to From the Bronx with Love, a podcast where we explore pop culture, food, music, and as a bonus, random rants all done with a multicultural lens. We're your hosts, Karen and Dom. All right. Welcome back, everyone. And we are officially premiering, I guess, our second season. Am I correct? (laughs) Woohoo! Anyway, we were on a long spring break, I think, right? (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) But also, I think, like, it worked out just because we had a lot of things going on between our regular job and just personal things going on on both ends. So this break kind of worked out for the best. But of course, we didn't leave you guys, you know, without anything. We really hope that you enjoyed our bonus episodes. And we plan on giving you some, you know, bonus episodes in between whenever we go on break or whatever. So hope you enjoy those. Let us know your thoughts. And we wanted to give you guys a chance to miss our cute voices. So that is true. And our cheese mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> which, which if they have been following us on Instagram, people should know kind of like what we're up to. Yes. So if, if you don't, Right now, I want you to go into your phone, open up Instagram, and look up from the Bronx with love. (laughs) (laughs) Because I've been trying to, um, you know, upload as freaking as possible so that people don't really miss us. Let's get right into it. By the way, as you guys know, Dom had her 5K run slash walk this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, um, it definitely ended up being um, all walk. (laughs) <laughs> really and no run um yeah I don't think I told you no so, yeah the I did the National Alliance on Mental Illness NAMI for short walk um I initially signed up for the New York um or no I was planning on signing up for the New York one um but I'm sorry to betray New York and our home, the Bronx. Um, but I like actually left to do it in Philadelphia because I wanted to make a weekend out of it and a long extended weekend with new scenery. Uh. <laughs> uh, sorry to all the bodegas out there. I still love y'all. I just needed a break. Um, so yeah, so I went to Philly uh, this weekend or whenever you're hearing this I went to Philly recently and mm-hmm. I got to the, so you know, what's so crazy, not crazy because we're talking about mental illness and crazy is becoming a pejorative. Oh, but, right. <laughs> but what was so um, interesting, I'll say, was that when I was getting these email updates about, you know, sci- um, about when this race started and even in my calendar, cause you know, when you accept something, it automatically, it'll, it'll automatically save on your calendar, on your phone and yes, on yes. your, um, Google calendar on your laptop. Mm-hmm. It said from eight to 10. When I got there one in true Dominique fashion, I got there late. Okay, whatever. <laughs> We're going to get past this. So I'm thinking, shoot, um, people are probably already running and I'm just going to be running, crossing the field to try to register and then hop back into the line. But you know what? I was like, 
we're going to do this. We're going to do this because it doesn't look, it doesn't matter how I look. What matters is that we're out here and we're doing our advocacy work in the name of like mental health. Right. You're supporting Um, the cause. Yeah, exactly. I get there. So it's like 826. I get there and there's like sprinklings of people. And I will say the demographic overall has been, was a lot older than I expected. Oh, Um, yeah. Really good group of people, really diverse. Okay. Um, I think because it happened to fall on Cinco de Mayo, they kicked off the race with a mariachi band. I saw on your Instagram story. Mm-hmm. Which I have saved, so we might like we might be able to put, oh, put okay. it up on the uh, Instagram, the official Instagram. But, yeah, it was really nice that the, they were playing Guantanamea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, so I was like, look at this like fusion of cultures. Mariachi playing Cuban music. Yes. Okay, um, lovely. Yeah, so it was really nice diversity, but I do did really see that it was it was real. It's a lot older, and if they were young, if it was really skewing young. It's like children who came with their parents. Um, so it was older. Um, I well, actually, I think that's a good thing, though. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, a lot of like, I think even our parents, there's kind of like a stigma. Such a stigma, yeah. Yeah, towards that topic. So that's why when you said that there was an older demographic, I was kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. But I right think it's good so. to, you know, make them aware of um, these issues. Yeah. Yeah, it's I now that you bring that up, I think it's like kind of amazing that not only they were because there's a lot of people I know on my Twitter timeline that really talk about mental health and like destigmatizing it in society. Yeah. Um, so there be there's like a lot more discussion about it in just like the general um cultural consciousness, but that's like people talking and it's very interesting to see that the people who probably grew up really heavily in like a society where like anxiety is just you and depression is just you like that's nothing that people suffer from Uh you're just like you're just being you're doing things for attention and things like that these people were the ones who are out here walking yeah yeah that's really interesting to see. And yeah, now that you bring that up, it's like... I'm glad it is, though, because now if they have someone in their family that's going through it, they could probably be more uh, understandable about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that brings me to my point why I think it actually ended up being more of a walk <laughs> than a run. <laughs> right. Because there was um, a lot of, not a lot of young children, but there were like a couple of young children who were close by with their parents. People brought their dogs. Oh. Um, yeah, that was really fun. It was this really cute pit bull. He's so <gasps> fat. And you know how I love, you know how I feel about fat animals. I love them to death. <laughs> um. He was so cute. He had like the biggest head, the roundest belly. I was like, if I was strong enough, I would run with you in my arms <laughs> and just keep kissing you. Um, but yeah, and then just like a real older crowd. So I think 
I kind of chickened out <laughs> because a lot of people in front of me were just walking. So, but like walking a 5K is still a really good amount of physical activity. Yeah, it is. Um, I think I will, because I trained for this 5K as a running um, race, uh-huh. I think I will just look for more causes that I am passionate about and that are runs and keep just doing that yeah that's a good idea yeah how long did it take you to finish it it took me 30 minutes 30 minutes to walk yeah the 3k oh okay yeah no 3k I thought it was five 5k it is a 5k sorry (laughs) but it did take me 30 oh okay wow that was fast yeah did you speed walk I think I might have. Well, I walk pretty fast. Not as fast as you, because you would be done in 10. (laughs) You would, like, fly. (laughs) Oh, but that's a really good job then. Oh, thank you. Did you have a good time in Philly? I did. Oh, back to my original point, why um, I brought up the calendar and the time, now that you triggered the time in my mind, is that they registration was from 8 to 10 the actual race or walk was from 10 to 12 (laughs) so I was there like I'm out here like looking at hot mess thinking I'm late and then (laughs) I'm like two hours early they probably did do this on purpose because people like me (laughs) they probably did Um, but yeah, uh, one of the girls at the booths was like, oh yeah, they don't tell you that. <laughs> they only tell you to come here at eight. Oh, like, for sure. Then. then they do it on purpose. Um, but yes, overall, I had such a phenomenal time in Philly. Um, my mom even, who was not thrilled with the idea of me, um, spending a weekend away from New York. Meanwhile, I was like, I was in LA. It's immigrant logic. I don't yeah. I really know how to break it down. Um, even saw that I like looked really well rested and I was happy and like, you know, I was at peace. There's a sense of peace with me. And I think, you know, going there for a cause, um, connecting with people and discussing um, why we're so passionate about, you know, more, more people who were so passionate about more people needing to, you know, have access to this kind of help in our society. Um, That was so, not to sound like a cliche, but that was like therapeutic for me. And I think Mm -hmm. the whole, everything, the whole ambiance was. Um, I think Philly is a great city too. I think it's an amazing city, really diverse, um, did you have a Philly cheesesteak? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have a Philly cheesesteak. Um, I don't think our listeners may know, but I think you might be a little familiar that, like, I guess a year ago or so, it was getting really hard for me to digest red meat. Yes. So I don't really eat burgers, actually, now, or... Oh, okay. I thought you maybe scouted like a vegan place or something. Right. Yeah. Mm, I got lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. 
There are good vegan places, though. I did, like, I had a list, but things happen, and I didn't hit my markers. <laughs> by things happen, I mean I was late, and I was sleeping in. What are we uh, going to Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Thank you so much. And while you were away on your trip, mm-hmm. I was at a concert. <laughs> yes. I want to hear more about this because I saw all the Instagram stories. I feel like we in, we reference Instagram stories like four times in this podcast. And this needs to be a speaking and Instagram advertisement by <laughs> into existence. <For> real. <laughs> also, the fact that we keep like track of each other on Instagram stories is hysterical. Not like it's not like we can't even text each other. <laughs> It, it's like we know where we're gonna be mm-hmm. but then instead of texting each other these videos we just post it on yeah. our stories and expect the other person to see it mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah i went to actually i went to a concert on wednesday which was from the band their name is soe okay nice and then on saturday i went to the concert from natalia la forcade uh-huh And I have to say that this was my first time seeing Natalia in concert. And so it's, uh, I think this was the third time that I see see them live. But I think like this will be the last time that I see them live. The only thing that kind of irritated me about it is that the concert doors open at seven. The concert was supposed to start at eight. Mm -hmm. They started until like... 8.30, if I'm not mistaken. And then by like 10.15, it was over. No. Right? No. That's barely foreplay. <laughs> and um, the, the main um, singer from this band has a reputation for being a little bit rude. And Uh-oh. I think like when he gave a show, I forgot if it was in Mexico. I can't remember exactly where the show was. But a lot of people were saying that he was high or he was on something because he kept on forgetting the lyrics to the songs. Like he, he just didn't give a good performance. Mm-hmm. So far, when I've seen him here in New York, it's good. But it was like, okay, you can at least start earlier than 8.30, you know? Absolutely. Meanwhile, I went to the one on Saturday for Natalia and... They let us in earlier than expected, which was around like 6.30. And then at set, I mean, uh, the concert was scheduled to start at 8 as well. Mm-hmm. So then at 8, uh, one of her close friends, who's a musician, opened for her <clears throat> promptly at 8, okay? I was keeping a, a good check, okay? Mm-hmm. So he started at 8. He sang about three songs. And then she came out and the whole show started. It was amazing. Like out of everyone that I have seen live, I think she is one of my favorites. She puts so much passion into her music and just getting the audience engaged. And that feeling just comes across. Like you can tell that she's passionate about her music and her audience and she cares about everyone. Can I just say when I was stalking your life on Instagram stories, (laughs) 
um i didn't even need to hear the music to like hear the music through the pictures that's how much um the passion was evoked really yeah so like i totally can see what you're saying like being there and seeing it live that must have been like you know yeah soul affirming it was oh and then the thing is that um side note when I go to concerts and obviously like this is a general admission there are no seats it's like if you get there early and you're in the front of the line you will be in front of the stage Mm -hmm. and I am that type of person that will be there early and so for the one for Zoe I got there Mm -hmm. at like 6 40 and the line was already around the block Wow. I was annoyed and I was telling my friend, like, I'm about to sell my ticket because I'm not going to be in the front. Mm-hmm. And then. um like a dumb move. <laughs> we hanging out with each other too. Like, <laughs> no, but the reason why I got there um, at that time is because I didn't think that the line would be so long. And so. I was like, oh man, I'm going to probably be like in the middle and I'm short. I'm not going to see them up close. But luckily, like, I guess some of the people that were all the way in the front decided to like stay to the side or something. Mm -hmm. Cause I ended up like, mm, there was probably like three people ahead of me and I was able to see them fine. I got, I got good pictures and everything. And then for Natalia, I was like, you know what? She She's already big enough in, like, the Latino community. She's been nominated for a Grammy. Um, And it was in Terminal 5. So that's a huge, um, I guess, venue. And the concert was sold out, too. Wow. So then I'm like, okay, no. I have to get there as early as I can. And I got there at exactly 545. I was amongst the first 30 people on the line. The thing, though, that when they let us in, they so Terminal 5 has an indoor, like like a patio, mm-hmm. and then they have a bar there as well, and that's why they let us in early. So if people kind of like wanted to have some drinks, mm-hmm. then they were able to. Then at 7, which is when they let us into the actual concert venue, yeah, they we were all in line, like the same way we were in line outside, we were in the same line in the patio. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the security just yells, okay, we're going to start letting people in. Everyone go in orderly, no pushing, no running. And then people, like the people that were all the way in the back of the line just ran. And I'm like, no, this is why I got here early. And then people were like yelling at the security guards and they were like, no, no, but they were in the back. I was like, you know what? I cannot waste any time. I have to like run or speed walk and, you know, not be so aggressive and just shove people out of my way, but I'm little and I will get through these people. And that's exactly what I did. I just kind of like speed walk and I made it to the front of that stage. And I was there. It was probably like, there was one girl in front of me, but then I was, I got the perfect view. Amazing. Look at you. That's a real Bronx attitude. I'm so <laughs> proud. <laughs> but yeah, just know people that if I buy a ticket for general admission, you bet I'm going to be there early mm-hmm. and no, no skipping the line. No, 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 no. Because I got there early for a reason. Mm-hmm. 
But yes, I could. Oh, anyway, speaking of uh, the concert of Natalia, yes. yes, she sang the song "Remember Me." Oh my God! Yes, she performed it with the guy that opened the concert for her. Yes, and guess what happened? Um, you cried. Yes, just like I cry a little bit hearing that you heard it. I didn't even hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I have the video. Oh my gosh! I will post that. it. Wow. It was so nice to see her live. Like, like I'm definitely going to go to like the next concert that she has here in New York, which will probably be like in a couple of years. But oh. <laughs> I think today she was going to be in Philly. What? I left too early. <laughs> I know but, I'm not familiar with her music, but I think um, when it's like smaller independent artists, I don't mind just like kind of going to their concerts, not knowing what they have and oh, then okay. falling in love with their songs or music. Right. I've done that a couple of times. Um, I think, you know, that I like hate concerts. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. I know. Yeah, but I love like small um, live shows or like if I'm in a cafe and there's like a band down. playing, things like that. I'm so down for but like Because mm-hmm. you're a princess. You're not going to stand in line for two hours, then wait another like hour and a half for the show to start <laughs> and then stand there for like another two hours and a half while the show goes on. I don't remember it being in my contract for you to drag me like this. <laughs> but it's but okay. But look, you guys, the difference between you and I and concerts, it's that I am willing to stand in that line. Oh, and FYI, I do not drink alcohol because I know that if I do, I will want to go to the bathroom and I am not about to leave my spot. Wow, you prepare. Yeah, I do prepare. I have a big meal. I drink water. I make sure I go to the bathroom before. I am ready. Mm -hmm. But the difference between you and I is that you will go to concerts where it's like they serve you a fancy dinner and your wine. And yeah, you are just pampered throughout the whole concert. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, okay. This is a very accurate read of me. Mm -hmm. All right. Wow. Okay. My, mm-hmm. We can definitely play the newlywed game now. You know me way too well. I do. <laughs> Very true. Um, here I am thinking like, oh, I'm just, you know, supporting indie artists. Like, no, I'm just too lazy and I need attention <laughs> on me as well as on the artists. Good talk. <laughs> And actually, that brings me to this question. Mm -hmm. Would you ever, and I think we covered this in a few past episodes, but would you ever attend Coachella? Oh, God, no. (laughs) I say, oh, God, no, but then I don't know, because there's like talks of me going out to L.A. a little bit more, and I do have a network in L.A., and I'm thinking like, Hmm. you know how these LA things go like you know you like end up at a house party of like you know Angelina Jolie because a connection of a connection of a connection of a connection <laughs> thinking like wait I'm saying oh god no for people to hear but then I could also like be Instagramming from um I don't know who, like yeah like from Issa Rae's cabana in Coachella <laughs> 
So don't hold me to this. <laughs> but as of right now, my bank account says, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Of course. My bank account and also my um, my morals because the founder of Coachella is like anti-LGBTQ. Yes. And I really, really, really do think that I want to go, if I ever do go to Coachella, be like Coachella adjacent. And I think I shared this, um, but it was another festival with Mm -hmm. people who are actually residents of Coachella Valley. And it was um, native native, um, residents who are of Native American descent. And there was like a large Latino community. And there was like, there's like a couple of bands that were playing as well. All the vendors were local. I kind of want to really do that. Yeah, I think you sent me the the link, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yes, this is something that I would do, and I think I would have more fun." Yes, yeah. And then, if there's opportunity to just like sneak into Coachella, then I wouldn't right. even feel bad about it. Right. I won't pay. <laughs> no. But if I happen to like, you know, bump into rub elbows with someone, and like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Festivals give me anxiety. anxiety. Yeah, I remember. Well, okay, I went to EDC. I think like two years ago, where it was at um, mm-hmm. what is that stadium that's in Queens? Hmm. Is it the Met Stadium? I think so. I think so. I don't know baseball. I'm sorry. Oh, City but, Field. Yeah, City Field. Right. I went there, and uh, I that one. It I. For my experience, it got better at night because it was like all these lights going on and obviously like the DJs also have their lights, which that's where it got more exciting. But during the day, it was like, why do I want to be in the front of the stage where I'm just seeing a guy and like his DJ booth? Mm -hmm. I just really didn't see the whole hype about EDC Mm -hmm. and I only went once and I'm like, okay. Uh, this this was it for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Coachella will be the same if I ever go. I feel like mm-hmm. I would only go if there's like Latin artists that I want to support. Right. And then and that's when, and Beyonce, Beyonce yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I would be like, okay, everyone out of the way. I'm pushing my way to the front. <laughs> because even though I'm little, you do not mess with me. I, there have been girls that try to push like. They try to push me out of the way. I'm like, no, this is not happening. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me. One time there was this tall ass dude trying to get in front of me. And then he managed to because these other crazy girls started like pushing everyone to the side. And he managed to get in front of me. And you know what I did? I I always have my purse like in front of me, right? Because obviously yeah. you don't want someone feeling my shit. So then I had it in front of me and I just started jumping around when the music was playing Mm -hmm. and obviously it was hitting him in the back. Oh, I love it. And then he got annoyed (laughs) and then he just left. (laughs) I, and you're so Bronx tonight. I am. It's my, it's because like I'm there early and like for these people to just like cut in front of you, and especially if you're tall, he could have just stood behind me and we would have not had a problem. But for some reason, he felt like he could just cut in front of me. And that's the big no. 
he doesn't know from he, he obviously yeah he didn't know I was from the Bronx so right you got a Cardi B on him <laughs> no. so yeah just watch out guys I'm fierce when it comes to my concerts <laughs> amazing <laughs> did you do anything else let's see weekend? no actually that was just it I went to the concert uh-huh. and then uh, what else Oh, when I came back from the concert, actually, uh, my brother and one of my cousins and my dad were watching um, some boxing fights that were going on. Okay. Which I'm not sure if you uh, are familiar with what happened in this uh, weekend that was scheduled. So No, I don't know. Do you know the boxer? Who? Canelo Alvarez. No. The the redhead. No. You don't know him? No, I don't. Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure. So who did I have this conversation with? I thought it was you. No, we did have a conversation about um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, yes. You were giving me all your hotties in soccer. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a World Cup episode, guys. So stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, this guy, Canelo, was supposed to fight this weekend because obviously it's Cinco de Mayo and they always choose either Cinco de Mayo or Mexican independence to fight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always annoyed at that. But anyway, so prior to the fight, obviously they do testing and all this, they they have weigh-ins and all that. And it turned out that they found something in his blood that was basically like violating some type of rule. Uh-oh. And they thought that he was like taking steroids or something like that. Then they ran another test and then it turned out that no, he mistakenly like took these drugs because they, this substance was found in the taco meat that he had in Mexico. Oh my God. That's what they're claiming now. <laughs> so obviously the fight was canceled. And then, um, what's his name? The fighter that was supposed to fight with uh, Canelo. I forget his name. I can't recall it right now. But they had to, like, quickly find someone to replace Canelo. And then this fight only went on for, like, maybe, like, two or three rounds. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. So that's what I did when I got out out of the concert. I came home, and they were here watching it. And I had a couple of beers and some pizza. Oh, I did see that as well. Yes, that was another a bad decision. Thing, another thing that Karen, I don't know if you like to, this is, I'm going to call you out. Karen also has a Snapchat. <laughs> so go follow her there. Um, I'll, be, I'll be generous and not reveal what your Snapchat name is. This is probably why you don't Instagram your food. But you want to know what Karen's eating and not keeping up with her diet? <laughs> <laughs> Just go. Just go on Snapchat, yes. Just go on Snapchat, miss. Oh, I want to be plant-based, but I'm going to eat a whole steak. What plant is a cow, Karen? One day, one day in my account as a plant. But yeah, that was my weekend. Very like... So wonderful. Yeah, that was nice. And then, of course, on Sunday, I went to brunch. I'm sorry, I didn't know about that. Oh, I didn't Instagram it or anything. Uh-huh. So you probably <laughs> had a whole cow. Wow. You're just eating it with a fork and knife. No, I didn't. 
<laughs> but then actually this is a perfect way onto like our next topic Ooh, okay so just a little side note mm-hmm. i think in a couple of past episodes i have mentioned that i waitressed while i was in college And then after I graduated college, I was still waitressing just because it took a little bit longer to find a job in my field. Right. And even now and then I take side hustles and it has to do with waitressing, either for like private events or just like any type of event. But um, (laughs) you see so many things when you work in the food industry. I'm pretty yeah. sure, Dom, you know this. I do. I, um, to add on to Karen, not to interrupt you, but I think I just did effectively. Sorry. But Rude. I also, <laughs> I also, <laughs> while I was in grad school, um, with hours that were not conducive to a nine to five was a hostess. So anyways, continue. Yes. So we kind of like have seen our fair share of craziness. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I mentioned that I had brunch on Sunday is because I was remembering kind of like what it was to be a hostess or a server or a back waiter or a runner or a bartender, even though I have never really bartended, which I kind of want to get into as a side hustle. FYI. Me too. I love drinks so much. I I might as well learn how to make them. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, this is a perfect way to introduce kind of like, it's not going to be a mini segment because we're going to try to keep it short, but we're just going to share tips with you so that you don't become one of those annoying customers. Exactly. I love this. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I love we're this just, executive decision, this editorial yeah. you know, shift we're doing. <laughs> Do it. We want to educate our listeners so that they, they're better customers and... Mm-hmm. So they're not blacklisted at restaurants. <laughs> my God. <laughs> so here is my tip based on for what I have seen recently. Obviously, the weather here in New York is starting to get better. Mm-hmm. And there are areas around that have outdoor seating. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of places, it's, you know, especially in the city, you have to make reservations for some of the trendier spots. And when you make a reservation, a lot of places tell you like, okay, you can't reserve for certain areas. It's first come, first served. And then a lot of people, when they come in, they have this attitude of like that they, that everything should just revolve around them. And that everything has to be perfect just because they're there. And if the table that has shade is not available, it's the end of the world. And if they are told that there are no table available, even though they're empty tables because reservations are coming up, they get all offended. Right. So here is my tip. I'm making this so long, but I have so much to say about my customers. (laughs) But that will be a separate episode. That'll be a sister podcast. Just Karen talking about, you know, restaurant etiquette. That's going to be like, yeah, it's going to be a podcast where I talk about restaurant etiquette and it'll also be kind of like a therapy for me. Mm -hmm. But here is my tip of the week. When you go to a restaurant, 
please understand that if they bring you to a certain table, you should just stay at that table, especially during the weekends, just because this is a sermon. Keep going. Oh my God. (laughs) Reservations are usually like uh, out of the roof, basically. And if you tell me that if I bring you to a table that's for two people and you want the table that's for four, trust me, there is no way you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. Because that will ruin like the entire night's reservations, okay? So whenever your host brings you to a table, just take it. Especially if you know that the restaurant is busy and you didn't have reservations. Yep. That is my tip. (laughs) That's, That's like my big, that was like my absolute biggest pet peeve when I was a host. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, wow. Were you one of those customers? Um, okay, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of had a Saul to Paul conversion. Uh-huh. Um, so when I was ignorant, <laughs> I'm a woke princess. Okay. But when I was an ignorant member of the royal family... <laughs> I would like to be, you know, comfortable. And I remember I was at this place where I think it's, um, so it's like, it wasn't, it's a restaurant, but it's also a comedy club in Rockland County where I'm originally from. So it's like dinner theater almost. And they like seat you with people. Ah. And I kind of just didn't want to sit at a table that already had people sitting there. Oh my God. So I was like, can I switch tables? <laughs> and she did seem so exasperated because like the whole point, like it, I'm going to sit with someone any, regardless, you know what right. I mean? And I and recounting this now, I'm just like, oh my God, I, I can't believe I was this person. Um, yeah, like 10 minutes later, someone sat at the table. So I was just like, nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God. This, you know, I think two years later, I, you know, decided, you know, I'm going to be a filmmaker. And with that, I was like, I need to be a host because <laughs> this takes a lot of my time. So then I became a host and I encountered Princess Dom, another person. And I was like, I can't believe this is humanity. Oh, yeah. So I became, you know, Saul, the evil, I think he was a tax collector. I'd have to brush up on my biblical references, obviously, to St. Paul. And yes, oh. I'm, a, I'm a saint, is what I'm saying. Moral of the story. <laughs> I'm now a saint. You are a saint now? hmm <laughs> Yeah. I don't even know if I have a tip that's better than that or, like, even comparable. Not even better. I don't want to one-up you. But, like, comparable to yours because that was, like... That used to irk my soul. I yes. think I almost started therapy because of that. Oh, my God. <laughs> you would expect that, you know, adults, we're not dealing with children here. Mm-hmm. And when you tell them, no, that you can't have that table, it's like, but why? Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, you are probably like a 40 year old man. Mm-hmm. Why are you acting like this? So just know that if you are one of those customers that is constantly playing musical chairs, they will drop that down in your notes. Okay. Yeah. And next time you come in, they will already know. <laughs> so that is the tip for the week. Yeah. I love it. I co-sign. Yeah. Now, moving over to highlights. Mm-hmm. I think I showed this to you, Dom. I don't know if you subscribe to it. Oh, oh, I'm about to be called out again. Again. <laughs> it's um the Chingona box. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, okay. Yeah. You did show it to me, and I was so happy about it, too. And I had every intent. I Guys who are listening to me, ladies, folks, y'all, you know, gender neutral out here. Listen, listen, don't let Karen's propaganda sell your, <laughs> sell your thoughts of me. I have, I had every intention of supporting, um, continue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this box, basically it is going to, it's a, it's a subscription box. And in every box, you get new items from businesses that are for people of color, Mm -hmm. from people of color. So it could Mm -hmm. be anything from accessories, makeup, candles, soaps, bags, Mm -hmm. uh, clothing. You don't know what you're going to get in this box, but Mm -hmm. all you know is that it's from POC businesses. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, if you like it, you can eventually buy like a bigger size of the product or something like that. But I really love their concept. You know, there's many other beauty boxes like this, but it always has the regular like Urban Decay, Too Faced, you know, brands that you're familiar with. Yes. And I think this is great to highlight like upcoming businesses. So I subscribed for it. I think they're going to be shipped out the 15th of this month. So maybe like in a few episodes, I'll have an update as to what I got in my first box. So I'm really looking forward to it. I, I'm i really happy that not, like the both of us didn't pull on me, that you like actually followed through with it because at least like there is support by yeah. the way of the podcast. Um, is, yes. I promise... As we're speaking now, I'm pulling it up on my laptop. (laughs) (laughs) I promise to also have an update as well. Probably not around the same time as you. But I think that's a wonderful, wonderful idea. Um, I know I've been... I've been piecemeal following Latina... um, Businesses. Businesses like uh, Viva Cosmetics. And... um, La Esperanza. I think what? they sell t-shirts um, where it's like Frida Kahlo um, and they have like little cacti flowers. It's really? very, yeah, it's really beautiful. I follow them on, um, I follow them on Instagram. Um, but, I didn't know about that one. Yeah, I, I will share you a link, but um it's just like little by little. So like having a subscription box that kind of puts it all together. Yes. That's like really nice and lovely. And I can't like, you know, can I can save packaging and I can save, you know, 
like know what products that I really love and I like am close to and you know me Karen like I know mm-hmm. you work, our day job is marketing but like if I'm into something I don't like Karen will hear about it for the next four weeks yes like Karen is sick and tired of hearing the word kombucha <laughs> which I actually got into but I kind of fell off afterwards <laughs> When you were away, I fell off. Of course. That's what happens when you leave me. Mm-hmm. This is another episode. Someone's <laughs> codependent and can't stop eating meat. <laughs> but yes, just know that I'll give you guys an update as to what goodies I get in my box. I'm really excited for it. I can't. I can't wait. And now... For our final segment, Dom, do you know which one it is? Oh, my favorite. Yeah. It's been pent up, too, because there was a lot of people to hate on while we were on break. (laughs) Most notably, our boy, Kanye. Uh, I wouldn't say our boy. My boy. Because I know among the things that I found out about you very early on, actually, I think like a month within knowing you was that you do not like Kanye. I don't. I would always go to bat for this man. I would be like, Karen, I know he's like a jerk, but like, you can't deny his genius. Karen, you are a trendsetter. You're the (laughs) trendsetter that Kanye thinks he is. Thank you for pointing it out. The thing is that I don't want to, I had been talking to people about this and I didn't want to be the person to say, I knew this was going to happen because I kind of felt like they weren't going to believe me, but you're witness. Like, you know, I have talked Mm -hmm. about this for so long. It's not that I don't like him and that I don't think he's a genius. There are certain songs that I do like, Mm -hmm. but just his attitude. I can't with his attitude. I'm sorry. That is just like, okay, you might be a musical genius, but your attitude sucks. Right. Well, I couldn't. And then especially when he started coming out with his clothing line and sneaker line, it was just obnoxious how expensive and unoriginal. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not going to pay that much money for like a basic tank top that I could probably find at Forever 21 for like three bucks. So that was my issue with him. But now with his recent comments... Yes. So you make a very good point that he's like such a terror. Like he was always kind of like, as President Obama once said, a jackass. Yes. Um, And that's all really valid. And I never really said like, you know what? I love him regardless. I was always like, you know what? He really is a jackass, to be quite honest. And if he (laughs) had nothing to bring to the table, I wouldn't be going that hard for him. Right. But you know what? He like... His comments now are not even like, oh, he's just like, you know, very arrogant and he's grandiose. He's really putting like movements in peril. He's being very dismissive of actual lives. So when we say Black Lives Matter and he says he loves people who are specifically targeting like movements like this and saying like no you don't and Mm -hmm. stop talking about these things and like you know with Colin Kaepernick is like stop talking about these things and do your job 
um, when he's really putting his weight and his social status behind it, because regardless of whether you like Kanye or not, he's been a very pivotal person. Yes. This culture. So the fact that he's pulling, putting his like cultural um, uh, cachet behind this very dangerous man and dangerous administration and really forgetting the very lives that he when he was coming out was like upholding and he like would say things about um what it's like to be a black man in America. Mm-hmm. It's like what are you like what are you doing? Do you not realize there's weight in the things that you're saying? I think he doesn't realize it. And then the thing is though about his most recent com comment, uh and it was during the interview that he had on TMZ. Mm-hmm. Yes. I watched it. Yeah. And the the people that were interviewing him weren't really talking about anything related to his comments. Uh, it was like, it you. just came out of nowhere. Nowhere. I was just like, okay, what even like triggered this conversation? Yeah, he just it, like went through, like he went through his process is just like one stream of consciousness that never ends and it happened to end up well not end up but it just like went from one place to this place to this place to like slavery was a choice and then that's like what what right like this this comment was not related at all to what the topic was right it's just like that's also something that's a little troubling is that he kind of is operating in his own um sphere where he I don't even think people need to prompt him he's just gonna say it Mm -hmm. and um what I thought was really what also I thought was really troubling was when Van um Lathan I believe the name of the person in on TMZ who like really confronted oh yes and I tweeted this and I said this gentleman this person is like light years beyond me this person is like what yogis who yogis need to study as someone Uh who's like very zen yes and amazing and like can be righteously angry because me can't we we know each other (laughs) i would be speaking literally every language other than english crying throwing things around because i can't function when i'm Mm -hmm. like I can't even function when I'm irritable. So to be that angry and to say things so clearly like he did and so passionately like that, he did, I was like, that's impossible. That man has some self-control. Yeah, I mean, I know you You would be like, because um, I know I'm not saying this to be like, oh, I'm going to call on stereotypes of Latina women, but I know that we've discussed this and even though, I never really like to project that I am a stereotype, but <laughs> I get really spicy and fiery. And yeah. I know you slap people. Oh, yeah. Um, like the novellas. I think and, that if I would have been sitting next to Kanye when he said that, my hand would have just like acted on its own. Okay. Reflex. <laughs> yeah. It was just like a reflex to your stupidity. And there it is. Like I have no control over my hand. Oh, my God. Seriously. I would. I honestly would have just like been like. I wouldn't know how to articulate myself in English. I would just like start cursing at him in like all the French words. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to. 
Um, and I think that's amazing that Van Lathan was able to do that. Um, I like so, went on a tangent. I don't remember where I was going with this. I mean, I'm mean, mad and he can go. Yes. Yeah. But I also, here's the thing. We're sending him to hell, right? We're sending him to El Carajo mm-hmm. because of the comments that he's made recently, his mm-hmm. actions. Mm-hmm. But also, Dom, don't you think that he should look for help? Because look, I really think that when his mom was alive, he was a different person. Mm-hmm. And after his mom passed away, I felt like that's when he started acting like so weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really feel like the passing away of his mom really affected him. Yeah. And he never got help for it. Mm -hmm. And maybe now there are other issues going on in his life. And maybe that's why he's acting like that now. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to justify what he's doing. I what he's saying not at all. Yeah, no, I've heard um, that take before. And I think it's, I think he has really, like you said, and like we've we've witnessed before that he has had um, mental health mm-hmm. um, issues very publicly and openly. And I remember Kim Kardashian even saying at one time in an interview that, you know, she did consider divorce um, because, you know, it was just getting to be a lot. And I think um, oh. I think he might have had a break when uh-huh. him and Jay-Z were no longer friends and that contributed to why him, uh, why Jay-Z and Beyonce didn't go to the wedding. So I like know that he has had, um, Oh, has had bouts of, um, mental health, I guess, like breaks or just right. like, you know, when you feel like you're spiraling or, yes, which I understand. Um, I also, it's 2018 and I'm very rarely going to give cis head, men a break and he's right. a man you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I think that there are so many people out here who are like bipolar and depressive or manic depressive or schizophrenic who are not out here talking about I love Trump oh, <laughs> that, that's true that's true um I think all things like it's so complicated you know what I mean it's so complicated and he does so much. Like we have so much to say. Yeah. I really do think it all does play into it though. You, you might have, it might be really valid that like, you know, just like these little things in his life affects. Cause like things in your, that happen to you in your life affect your worldview. Yes. yes. So yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. Absolutely. I, I that's what I think. I, I, mm-hmm. I really think he should. But not at all am I defending him about oh, these stupid comments and actions. You would be the last person. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was not a fan of his, like, from the beginning. Sure, he has, like, a few songs that I like. I will not mm-hmm. lie about that. But mm-hmm. other than that, his personality was like, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. No. You've done this a couple times. You've been a better read of character than I have been. <laughs> I'm not talking about celebrities. There's just been like, I think two or three people who I'm like, I absolutely love this person. I know. And I'm just like, girl. Like, yeah, I think I've told you a few times, but I'm like, like hmm, don't love them yet so much. Yeah. So I think I need to just start listening to you now. <laughs> wow. That was a very good segment. Yeah. And just overall episode. Yeah. We're glad to be back. And yeah. Where you know how we are, we are 
well, I am an oversharer, so I'm so happy I was able to, you know, share everything during our spring break with y'all. I miss you guys. <laughs> yes, we missed you too. And I hope that uh, you enjoy our latest episode, second season. New changes here and there, but always striving to give you guys a better listening experience. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. New season, same princess. <laughs> same princess, Dom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys, don't forget to follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter. Mm -hmm. And that is it for this episode. Yeah, I think this is a good place to stop. Buenas noches or buenos dias a todos. Oh, my God, I did not practice one for second season. We'll get there. I can't. I'm about to kick you out. (laughs) Au revoir. Adios. This podcast was executive produced by Karen Almonte. You can follow us on social media to keep up with your favorite Bronx ladies. From the Bronx with Love is part of Anthology House Media.